Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's your boys, Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez. Welcome back to the Talent Factor Podcast. Keith, brother, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm excited. We're about to talk about some running backs. I know this year was very underwhelming as far as the splash guys and the guys that really make plays. So I'm excited about this upcoming class because I think you're going to see some first-round running backs. I think we're going to see some running backs that lead the charge for some offenses and some dynamic playmakers. So I even think about those fantasy football guys, and, you know, they're excited about those running backs. So I think we'll get some good, talented guys, and we're going to go through – uh, put out a little spin on it. We're going to go through the most intriguing running backs, not just the best, but the most intriguing running backs. So let's get this thing started, Damon. Let's kick it off, baby. Let's talk about it, man. And, and, and we, you talked about first round, right? We know that the stigma with running backs is the NFL views them as devalued. But Keith, with some of these underclassmen that we're going to talk about this episode, we're going to see how devalued they really are now. Like These are some really talented kids. We're going to start at the top. Bijan Robinson from Texas, listed uh, at six foot two fourteen. Keith, looking at the numbers, man, just a ph- phenomenal kid, phenomenal talent. Over fourteen hundred total yards from scrimmage, fifteen total touchdowns. When you look at his build, he has a prototypical size at six foot two fourteen. Strong, athletic. Great vision, burst, patience. He's the total package. I remember. I think during his freshman year. I remember seeing people call him not the most like he's the I don't think he has dynamic ability of Saquon Barkley, but they were compared him almost to Saquon. Man, so I, what are your thoughts on Bijan Robs? I want to hear him. You 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 actually took the words out of my mouth and everybody they kind of danced around the comparison, but I'm gonna say it. This guy reminds me of Saquon Barkley. Like I haven't seen a running back with the jump cut ability, his 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 flexibility, the the contact balance. Like he he, he ducks under defenders, he can jump over defenders. He, this guy has exceptional strength just functional strength as a running back and like you talked about his vision his vision is amazing you talk about a play that could be going the front side b gap and he'll jump cut that thing all the way back to the back side b gap so it's amazing then you're talking about a dynamic playmaker so it was unfortunate that he got hurt because i thought this was a running back that really had an opportunity to make a run for being a heisman candidate just you know being at a big time school and just the numbers that he was putting up early on in the season so i'm really looking forward to this guy for this upcoming season Hey, you said a lot of great things, and, and I completely agree. And what makes him so intriguing, people people are listening to this like, man, he's the best back in college football. What makes it so intriguing <laughs> about this young man? Well, you think about what he was dealing with. The QB play was inconsistent. I think they, they rotated between two different guys. Now he has a five-star we talked about last week, Quinn Ewers coming in, um, you know, Coach Brennan Marion coming in as well. Probably the most underrated part of his game, Keith, is his. he's a phenomenal weapon out of the backfield as a receiver. They will motion him into the slot. He will run He will run routes, get open. And not only that, he gives you that run after the catch. He had, like I said, phenomenal vision, his anticipation, the cutting ability to just, like you said, go from one gap to the next. But even in open field, like what I love about his vision, Keith, this kid can find the smallest lanes. Yes. Like you can tell like he's kind of – it's almost it's so calculated. It's like a computer to where he's literally scanning as he's running and he's pressing lanes. I was literally watching a clip of him 
he's pressing, I think it was the right side, right side B gap. And he scans as he's pressing, sees the smallest little closet door type of hole and just slips right through it and, and gets to the opposite sideline and the opposite hash. And he turns on the Jets. He's so talented. And like I said, having Quinn, Quinn Ewers there, having Xavier, Xavier Worthy, who's an explosive receiver and a healthy 2022 campaign, man, Keith, the sky's the limit for this kid this year, man. Yeah, nah, definitely. He he has extreme upside, and I think he'll be a good match for what NFL GMs looking for running backs to do. When you think about Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, like we already mentioned, these running backs that can not only carry for 20, 30 times a game, but can also line up in the slot, line up, you know, outside wide receivers and, and become true receiving threats. So I think this is a dynamic playmaker and all of the hype that he has coming into this season is much deserved. And I'm expecting him, um, barring any injury, to live up to that hype. So I'm excited about B. John Robinson for sure. For sure, for sure. And when you talk about hype, Keith, let's talk about the hype that's going to be going on at Tuscaloosa in Alabama. With Tuscaloosa, baby. Jameer Gibbs, 5'11", 200 pounds, basically a carbon copy. Skill set wise to Alvin Kamara, right? Yep. When you look at this young man coming from Georgia Tech, over 1,200 yards from scrimmage last year, he had six touchdowns in a very underwhelming, just not developed offense. Now he has Bryce Young as his quarterback. He has a great wall, a much better offensive line. You know, he, he's in a pro style offense that's going to do a lot of different things with him. You've seen him, you know, you, you, you've seen him, you've, you've recruited a lot of these kids, Keith. What's your what's your overall take on what he offers, not just to the NFL scouts, but to Alabama in particular? Yeah, so let me say this. He went from an unfortunate situation to where Georgia Tech probably came into every game, and they may have been the uh... – I guess the, the least talented team that when they were playing against other opponents to a very fortunate situation, right? Like you talked about Alabama, they consistently recruit five-star offensive linemen. They have five-star quarterbacks, five-star receivers. So he, it, everything is not going to be keyed on him. I remember this guy as a true freshman. I think he almost ran his first touch. I think it was kick return. He almost ran it back for a touchdown. So you know that this guy's a dynamic playmaker. And then when you add that to this Alabama offense and he's able to take his skill set to this Alabama offense, I think the sky's the limit for this guy. I think he's a – when you talk about a Najee Harris type, obviously the two different body profiles, but I think he can do similar things that Najee Harris could do. And that was catch the ball out of the backfield, make defenders miss in space. Um, he's an explosive guy. He's probably a 4-4 guy, so he can, um, you know, take the, take it the distance. And it was something that – when we watched Alabama, they were missing this year. So I think it was intentional that they went and got a dynamic running back because I don't think that they felt as though giving Bryce Young the football and telling him throw it 50 times a game in order to win the game was necessarily the right uh, recipe for Nick Saban and them winning championships. Absolutely. And and, and, and to add on to that, what, what, I, what makes him so intriguing to me is now, like you said, looking at especially looking at the backs that Nick Saban has had over the years, none of them have had this particular skill set, right? Maybe, maybe a Kenyon Drake to an extent, right? Kenyon Drake, he I remember he would line Kenyon Drake up at the at the Z against yeah. linebackers and safeties and run sluggos <laughs> 80 yards downfield. So, but he hasn't had a back like that in so long. Now you have a guy that you can again motion, you can move him. He's a chess piece. And now you think about having, like you said, Bryce Shane does not have to throw it, you know, that many times a game, 40, 50 times a game. 
they can literally lean on this young man because he has little to no tread on his tires. Uh, Keith, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, he, he's coming from an unfortunate situation to a fortunate one. And I'm so excited just to see what he's able to do in this offense because now he's not the as, – as, as great of a player he is, he's not the quote-unquote best player that was like, okay – we're going to load the box up on you. We're not giving you any room to run. We're not going to give you any creases to find. Now it's like, okay, Bryce Young's back there. That's a Heisman candidate. We got to respect that. They have weapons, young five-star receiver, explosive receivers, transfer from Georgia coming in. Like, you, you're you going to have to play them honest. And that's going to yeah. give this young man a lot of opportunity to produce, Keith. Now, I agree. So I'm, I'm, you usually throw it to me. So I'm going to throw it to you and ask you this question. Who does he remind you of? Just give the people a, a little snapshot when you have a player comparison in your mind for Jameer Gibbs because I felt as though, especially SEC country, they aren't extremely familiar with this guy. So if you had to pick an NFL guy, um, who who would he remind you of? Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to be the dead horse on it. Alvin Kamara, man. Okay. He reminds me so okay. much of Alvin Kamara <laughs> with that dual threat ability, that explosiveness, the shiftiness with his footwork, being able to split him out and just trust him, move him around, put him in jet motions, handoffs. You could do so many different things with him. This young man was limited. Like his, his, his impact on the game was limited at Georgia Tech. We're going right. to see the full skill set of the, what he's going to be able to bring I'm telling you, I'm so excited for that that coaching staff to really mold a plan for him and to attack defenses differently week to week because that's the type of kid he is. He doesn't just have to run the ball 25 times. He can get you 15 carries and 10 catches and have, you know, he's got the skill set to have over 200 total yards from scrimmage. Yep, I agree. I agree. So, man, I want I want to keep it in SEC, man. Something mm-hmm. that probably fell under the radar as far as running backs and I think because pe- people initially looked at the college, right, and then they seen what he was transferring to and they said, okay, but I think this is a big-time move, and that's TCU, well, former TCU running back Zachary Evans transferring to Ole Miss. So mm-hmm. people on the surface level, like I said, they'll look at it and say, okay, cool, it's a TCU running back that's been somewhat productive going to Ole Miss, but you have to kind of peel back the lids, right? Zach Evans is a five-star kid. Like I said, I've, I've had relationships with him through recruiting, so this was a top running back. But majority of his recruiting since he was probably a freshman in high school, he was a five star kid. And the reason why he didn't go to a big time school out of high school, it was some off the field issues and came come signing day. There were some issues and he wound up just going with TCU. The kid is from Houston, so he decided to go with the local school, Big 12. And his production has been, let's say, mediocre at best, right? Like he he's productive when he touches the football, but just as far as the amount of carries that he gets at TCU has been mediocre. And for a bell cow type running back like Zach Evans has the potential to be, I think that he had the opportunity to want to do better and he decided to do better. And I think that's why he wanted to go to Ole Miss and from a, a situation standpoint, I, I think this is a perfect situation for him. This is a guy at Ole Miss that he'll have those wide open running lanes uh, created by Lane Kiffin's offense. And you, this is another guy you'll see take 60, 70 yards to the house. Absolutely. He, he's a great athlete. And I, of course, you know that. But I, like you said, let's paint that picture for the for the listeners in the SEC country, especially Ole Miss, to know what they're getting. For what I've seen, verified from a lateral agility standpoint, confirmed a 3.91 in the shuttle. Like yes. he is a legit athlete, great top end speed. You see him on tape, and he's got a. It, it's crazy because when I first saw him, I didn't think he would be 
over 200 pounds and I was, I was watching him again before the yeah. show and I'm like yeah no he's legit almost 215. Yeah he Yeah, he carries it well and and like you talked about the, the, the limited opportunities Keith 92 carries this young man had 92 literally a five-star running back for an offense had 92 carries on the season but he also had almost 700 yards with those 92 carries. He averaged seven yards a carry and yeah. he even caught the ball a little bit as well. You think about, like we talked about with Jackson Dart, and like you said, with uh, Lane Kiffin over there at Ole Miss and how he's going to be able to manufacture open space for this for that offense, right? We've seen what he's done for Matt Corral, Jerry and Ely is his running back uh, coming out of the draft, coming in, uh, into the draft this year, and the lanes uh, that that zone kind of zone running scheme. And when you get Zach Evans going east and west, pressing a gap, you overcommit. He plants and cuts. Is day is it, it, it's, it's nighttime. It's night night, right? It's over. So yeah. this is a really talented back. Ole Miss. I'm listening. Lane Kiffin has done something great over there, man. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. So I, I like what you talked about. You talked about the past with Ole Miss running backs, right? It seems as though they either had thunder or lightning, right? They had a big six-foot, 235-pound running back that was the thunder, or they had Jerry and Ely, who was the lightning, right? And you think about Zach Evans, he can be the whole hurricane at the end of the day. Um, and this is the most complete running back that was there. So, well, that will be there. And I think that Lane Kiffin will find um, – dynamic situations to put them in. I think it'll be exciting. And we talked about Ole Miss and we talked about him last week with Jackson Dart. You you pair these two transfers um, to Ole Miss and you see what they can do in the SEC West. I think, man, run it back with this offense because it's, it's going to be top-notch again. Absolutely. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch how this offense – and the main thing is, at the end of the day, Lane Kiff is going to feed him. He's, he's never been yes. fed – you know, through two seasons. So that's why he's so intriguing, ladies and gentlemen, the opportunities that this young man's going to get. Keith, it's crazy how we look at this list. There's a lot of SEC guys on it, right? So I know you're feeling pretty good right now. Oh, man. Um, and we, we're going to stick football. with it, – it, it, it's football. And that's what we're doing. That's what we do in the South. It's, 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 it's in our blood, right? Let's stick with the SEC again. Okay. Tanks, Tank Bigsby from Auburn, six foot two ten, just – a unbelievable talent as a running back, Keith. Like, and unlike some of the other guys, we talked about <clears throat> Jameer Gibbs. We've talked about, you know, beside Breeze John Robinson, Zach Evans too. He already has seen a workhorse type of workload, right? His touches actually increased from his freshman year by 95 touches. Prototypical build in size and frame, runs with power behind his pads, explosive cutter can escape and reappear and, and, and go from gap to gap with ease. There's a clip. I couldn't find it. I was looking for it. During the season, I can't remember who. I, I don't remember if it was Georgia. I can't remember who they were playing. He he, they, he pressed the, uh, there goes a C gap. Literally a one, almost, almost, almost a one-leg plant cut, and he generated so much force that yeah. it literally took him completely away from the, from the line of scrimmage and got him into open field. This kid's explosive. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He's got shiftiness. We talk about, you know, Bijan Robinson being the total package. Keith, I dare I say, I think Tank Bixby is a total package as well. No, I, I agree with you. It's not even a dare, right? Like this, this guy <laughs> is the real deal. And you from his freshman year to his sophomore year, he had to deal with scheme changes, just with the whole situation with Gus Melzon, then they bring in Brian Harson, and it's just different offensive 
philosophies at the end of the day. So you've seen how versatile he was just in, a, in, in the different type of run schemes, you know, zone run scheme, power run scheme, and he can do it all. And you know what I really like most about this guy? He finishes runs. He, he, he he's a, he's a strong kid and, and he has, a, he runs with an attitude with him. Like if it's the defender, him in the sideline, he's choosing a defender, right? And, and you like that because it's just, it's a, it's the mental temperament that you want out of your running backs. And, and let me say this, I know that they had Bo Nix, you know, he was heading that offense and they had TJ Finley, but this guy served as the heart and soul of this offense. This offense goes as Tank Bixby goes. And he had a situation to where I, I want to believe he hopped in the portal and that was going to be a, a, a detrimental blow for Auburn. So I, I think their biggest recruitment of the entire recruiting cycle was getting Tank Bixby to stay in Auburn at the end of the day. So man, I'm, I'm extremely excited about this guy. And I, you talked about how his carries increase from year to year. I hope that they increase again because Man, this this guy's talent really needs to be showcased. And what Auburn does as a team, I think they need to get back to the running philosophy and, and put the ball in this guy's hand. Absolutely. And like I said, looking at everything, he like you you framed it perfectly. He is the heart and soul of that offense. They go as Tank Bigsby go. If they yeah. can get competent, quality QB play and receiver yeah. play, right? The offensive line is good. It's a solid offensive line. They do their job. They just need the rest of the offenses from the skill position standpoint to take that next step and, and help tank out a little bit. Because if you can keep defenses from creating a cloud and, and crowd the line of scrimmage for this young man, like he literally can put up like video game type numbers, but you have to help him out because everybody knows coming into the game, we know, listen, We've been we've been on the field, right? Where you're you're warming up and you looking across the field at your opponent, you know the guy that you need to look at. That's Tank Bigsby all no, day definitely. long. Everybody better be looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, you know I, the scout's I, gonna be there, baby. You know the scout's oh, gonna be there. <laughs> now I think just from a philosophy standpoint, Auburn definitely needs to get to this because this this guy's a top-notch running back and he for the for the most part for these first two years, he's kind of flown under the radar. But like you said, they get offensive line they get the receivers they get the quarterback together and you'll definitely see this guy name start to pop but he, he's a true talent by himself for sure absolutely keith you said that you you, you said pop and, and when i think about pop i think about explosiveness i think about speed arguably the fastest person on our list devin a chain from texas uh, a&m okay so we, we yes, were sir. back to the sec again yeah, yeah, we, we, we're we the SEC again. You know what I mean? At 5'9", 195, he's shared the backfield with the, arguably the top back in this year's draft, Isaiah Spiller, just yeah. a dude, smooth runner himself. But A-Chain offers something that nobody in this class at running back offers, and that's elite track speed. He's not really – I would – because, you know, typically you hear guys that run track and play football, it's yep. typically, oh, he's a track guy that plays football. I don't believe that to be the case for A-Chain. I believe he's a football player who also runs track. Now, he's not going to give you that type of power and, and, and vertical push that you would get from some of the other backs we listed because of his size. But, man, if you don't corral him before he reaches top speed, it's yes, lights bro. out, Keith. Yeah, you, you cut the stadium lights out, baby. Well, like they say, fire up the band, get the band going. Exactly. Um, that's that's what I've seen on film. This guy is just flat out explosive. And you think about a smaller guy who's 
um, who has track speed, you would think that this guy wouldn't be comfortable running in between the tackles. But this guy is like he he has jump cuts. He has really good vision. He understands how to run with good pad hiding leverage to where just because he's a smaller guy, he doesn't have to take those bigger blows. So I, I really like this kid. I think he's a guy, like you said, this past year, he had the split time with Isaiah Spiller. But moving forward, he should be the number one running back. And then that way, his numbers will really be able to increase. And I think you'll get even more explosive runs from him just due to volume overall. So the more touches this guy get, I think the more eyes will be on him. And guess what he has? He has the privilege of running behind a good offensive line. Jimbo Fisher has done a great job recruiting um, in the SEC where it matters, and that's the offensive line. So I think this guy is in a good situation. Jimbo Fisher is a hell of a play caller, and I, he'll definitely take advantage of what Devin Achan can do as a as a football player. Absolutely. And, and, you know, what makes him so intriguing is just the fact that he's now bumped into that lead role. So you saw a lot of – you saw some gap – and power scheme with, with um and put pinning and pulling with Isaiah Simmons. I want to see how, you know, like you said, A-Chain can run between the tackles. I'm interested to see how they actually formulate the and build that run game around his skill set the most, right? Because if you think about a guy like him, I don't just want him running the ball, Keith. I, I, I want them to split him out in the slot. Let's get him on some of these choice routes, some whip routes, some some over routes and drags, some you know shallow stuff to where it's like literally pitch and catch. Now let's get that speed going, right? Because, yeah, of course, we see a lot of athletic linebackers who are running 4-4. But a lot of these, even running the 4-4, you're not keeping up with him downfield. So I want to see just what they're able to do and how they use him because that's what makes it the most intriguing part because whenever he does decide to come out into the NFL draft, you know, that's one thing teams look for is can you be a weapon in the pass game? And when you got a guy with his type of speed, to to throw my last point, when you're talking about look at Jonathan Taylor for the Colts, He's yeah. not a great route runner, but he's a 4-3 guy. And when you right. dump it off to him and you give him some blocks and he gets an open field, like you said, let's let, let's get the band going. Let's get that drum line bumping and let's get everything rocking, right? He's It's all over, right? So that's what I'm looking for. That's what makes Devin A-Chain so intriguing heading into 2022. Keith, we finally made it. Well, not say finally. We did, go to, we did go to the Big 12 for Texas to start out. But we made it, you know, after you know a nice little circle in, in the SEC. We made it to the Big Ten. Okay. Freshman running back, Trevion okay. Henderson. Right? Ohio State, 5'10", 215. Keith, what are our thoughts? Man, I don't think there's been a freshman running back with this type of impact since Maurice Claret, another Ohio State running back. This guy took the football from game one. And for Ohio State team that has a ton of offensive weapons, he argued that he was the, the best offensive weapon on the team. Like, he, he took the ball. He showed that he can run the football. He showed that he could catch screens. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. And he just looked like a, a player that was made for the moment. He was built for this moment. And he he already came in as a draftable guy after one year. He, he looked like, hey, I would, take a, I would take a draft pick and spin on this guy. So I'm expecting this guy to continue to get better as a football player and just develop his um, – just the savviness, just, just experience – running the football in the Big Ten and really continue to dominate. And much like Maurice Correct, he's going to talk about a guy that can possibly win a Heisman one day if he just continues on this path. Absolutely. And, and, and we talked about some of the other guys on this list that, you know, they weren't – they didn't really receive the, the opportunities they wanted, right, in terms of touches. Well, this young man literally had 
over, you know, he had over 200 touches on the season total, 15 total yards from 1,500 total yards from scrimmage, 19 touchdowns, incredible footwork. I remember watching him in the summer coming into it, watching his high school tape and watching some of his workout tapes. And the thing that popped out to me, Keith, was his footwork. This kid, and think about it, you know, the combine's coming up, right? And remember they introduced pre-COVID the um, the Deuce Staley drill with the bags. Yeah. And th- listen, I think this kid will annihilate <laughs> that drill. Like his footwork is ridiculous. He knows how to navigate between gaps and, and, and creases. Extremely explosive. But the thing that stood out to me was his size, 5'10", 215. So he's got a rocked up frame. He, he carries it well. Low center of gravity as well. He runs. He, he doesn't run high, you know, because you, even at 5'10", you do see some guys that, are, that run a little high, high cut. That's not him. And then when you you motion him out, not just motion him out, you run the angle routes, you run them into the wheel routes, into the flats, different things like that as a receiver. With his explosiveness, his footwork, his agility and elusiveness, like this, this kid, his vision just got better and better as the year went on. And him and C.J. Stroud, man, are good, just a ridiculous tandem in the backfield. And you look at what he did to Tulsa, 24 carries, 277, oh, three touchdowns, man. almost 12 yards per carry, <laughs> Keith. Like this kid's incredible, man. I, You know, and everybody knows me. I love talking backs. This kid literally had in a phenomenal – freshman year I'm, I'm expecting big things for a sophomore oh definitely um and, and just to throw out another comparison for this guy he he reminds you of Ladainian Thompson too I think they're Oof, very similar yes. in stature and they approach the game the same way just because um he can run with power but you can see the little element of finesse that Trevion Henderson has to his game like he he can set you up to run you over and you think he's about to bull through you and then he'll just hit you with a quick jump cut and move out the way. I'll give you a dead leg fake and, and keep it pushing. So I, I really like this guy. And, and like you said, he did all that as a true freshman. Like all those stats you read off, that was as a freshman. Some fifth-year seniors wish that that was their entire career. And this guy did this in one year as a true freshman, fresh off the football field. So, man, I, I think Ohio State playing them, you have to pick your poison. Like what is 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 which one do you want to lose to, right? Would you rather them run the ball for 300 yards or throw it for 400? And, and, and that's how you have to go into the game. Exactly, man. And think about it is he had some games where they gave him less than 15 touches, less than 10 touches. Like he's still like the explosiveness to still average almost 10 yards of carry in those moments. I love the Ladanian Thomason comp. Now, guys, we 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 broke down six intriguing running backs, right? Yes. Now, Keith, we 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 didn't finish that. This isn't our whole list. We got some, we got four more that we're gonna mention. Like, that you need to keep your eyes on this season. Keith, Kansas State, Deuce Vaughn, you know, short, diminutive guy, explosive. He's going to get some size. Some, he's going to get the size knock, but he's a baller, right? Blake Corum, Michigan, the other part of that two-headed monster, you know, sharing carries with Hassan Haskins. He's explo- He's a real bur- – He's like you talked about thunder and lightning. It, yeah. He's very much the lightning of that group with a nice, strong frame. He, uh, he reminds me of a former Michigan running back, Mike – Mike Hart. That's what he reminded me of. Mike Hart okay. from back in the like, early 2000s. Like, I like that. Um, like that. Yeah, that's what, when I saw him, I watched a couple games, I'm like, man, that's my comp for him. Mike Hart all day long. Um, next up, we have Braylon Allen from okay. Wisconsin. You talk about crazy freshman year, right? 
This kid, former, you know, came in that's supposed to be a linebacker. Six, what, think six foot, 238, 240 pounds, and he runs like it. Like, that's the crazy. He runs like a linebacker. He runs with that physical, violent, tenacious nature. Dare I say he could be when he does come out, his, you know, his, his draft class's version of Jonathan Taylor, if he gets those little nuanced things, because Jonathan Taylor was very detailed, a very nuanced runner. So we're going to see how he develops with two more years, because uh, most running backs come out as underclassmen, right? They don't typically stay to their senior year when they're highly productive early. And, and, the, and um, you know, Tion, I believe I'm pronouncing it right, Tion Evans, um, transfer from Tennessee, going over to Louisville. Yes. And I like what I like about that, Keith. Malik Cunningham, the explosive dual threat uh, quarterback in the backfield, having him there with this young man, that transfer, it can really, I mean, really shake some things up for that offense. So I'm excited to see those guys as well. We won't break them down, but we wanted to give them that honorable mention because there's some talented running backs as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, man, don't cut out the small guys. Dudes Vaughn and, and Blake Corr, man, they're small. But, look, I, I I had the opportunity and the privilege to be able to work with and coach Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And that was a dynamic guy. So you talk about effective guys, they, they have their ways to win too. So don't count out the guys that won't necessarily win the, the height uh, the height contest. They'll, those are dynamic playmakers at some big-time schools that I expect to make a ton of plays this upcoming season. But, man, overall, I'm excited about this running back class. Um, this past class was, you know, it was okay. And I'm not, you know, I hate to try to knock a whole class, but I, we're both running back guys. We have respect for the running back position overall. And I think we're going to get a lot of dynamic playmakers and college football fans across the nation are going to be excited because uh, I think running backs are back, baby. Hey, they're back, man. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, this, this group of guys that we just listed, not just the six, but the, the literally the 10 guys we just named, man, the running back, the running back group is getting better and better, man. So definitely uh, listen, guys, that's our show. We, we talk to running backs and you know, that's what I love to do the most out of all positions is talk about the ones that matter, baby. you got to run the ball. You can't throw it 60 times a game and expect to win the title. You don't do that around here. So, uh, but get, listen, find us the tap, Talent Factor on Apple Podcasts. Find us there. Subscribe, like, share with a friend. Leave us a five-star review. Well, just leave us a review. Let us know what you think you think of us. We are going to start opening it up eventually to uh, to some fan questions as well to discuss on the pod for college football fans. So listen, guys, we appreciate everybody that listened, that supported us, that got hyped with us as we uh, get got ready to, to, to kick this bad boy off. So Tune in, tune in with us every week. We record on Thursdays, and it's usually up on Fridays. So, hey, I'm Damian Parson. That's Keith Sanchez. Y'all have a good one. Remember, talent is always a factor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.